So what do you think about the isolation? Yeah, just gonna lock myself in and just um, punch some cones for a couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, well, all I can say to both of you is I hope you get along for the time. Yeah, no, no one's coming out. Ah, she's going, she doesn't want to hang out with me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. Symptoms of this respiratory disease include fever, cough, and sharpness of breath. These symptoms may show up two to 14 days after exposure. If you're experiencing these symptoms and have come in contact with or in an area with an ongoing outbreak, please call a hotline and or consult a physician. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the I Am Cannabis Sativa podcast. I'm your host, Dan Scotland. If you're currently a medical marijuana patient and want to tell your story and be featured on the podcast, feel free to email me at IamCannabisSativa at gmail.com. Feel free to hit me up on Instagram at IamCannabisSativa. Feel free to check out our official Twitter account at ICSativaPod. You can also find and subscribe to our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, Anchor FM, Overcast, Radio Public, TuneIn, Stitcher, and the Google Play Music Store. Please rate and review us on iTunes as rating and reviewing us will bump up the pod on their algorithm and put this project in front of even more eyeballs. If you like what we are doing, please become a Patreon supporter of the podcast and support us. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to www.anchor.fm slash Podcast slash support. You can also support me on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash podcast. You can support this podcast for as little as $1 a month. We also have a $5 tier if you are feeling extra generous. Howdy y'all, Dan Scotland here joining you from Legal Massachusetts, the heartland of America. So we're still fighting the war on um, keeping the adult use shops open. Um, as you know, they're supposed to be closed until Tuesday, but I'm, but like I've been saying and like, um, like the news has been sort of showing over and over again. And with, with, um, Governor Baker's recent statements as of yesterday and today, he's doubling down on, on keeping the adult use shops open and this is going to screw it like like we've talked about many veterans groups are throwing their weight behind the issue because um veterans you know they stand to lose many of their benefits if they get the card or they can't you know after going to war after having to you know defeat enemies in war you know in their civilian life they deserve they deserve to be able to exercise the rights that they've defended for the american people they've made sacrifices untold sacrifices the women and men of the armed forces and if they want to have a gun during their civilian life they shouldn't have to choose between their medicine and having that gun for whatever purpose they they, they needed for and um it's 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 ridiculous that we're making we're making these groups choose and many groups they go in the adult use market whether it's vets whether it's people that live in public housing or whatever they they go in the adult use market and get medical cannabis for, for get cannabis for medical purposes even though they don't have the card um i mean like i said those are these those reasons are very very valid reasons for for not being able to get it you know and and for many people the 200 dollar cost like it, it was too pricey for me this year to renew so i didn't renew um i got i got a california certification which was um literally half the price that it would be for me to renew and um you know, when this um, coronavirus boils over, I can go to Maine and get my medicine and not give this expensive cartel system my cash. But um, 
I'm going to read two articles right now. So the first one I'm going to read is about how, um, about how, um, my former, I, cause I lived in, I lived in, um, I want to say, trying to just trying to think here. I think, I think, um, Rep, Rep Catherine Clark's district was the fifth district or something like that. I know it covers much Middlesex County, but she is making a push she she's a congresswoman for of, of massachusetts i want to say medford winchester you know and the general sort of some 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 towns in, in in malden as well medford um some towns in middlesex county so that's sort of her sort of um area that she represents she was my rep when i lived um just outside of boston and um i mean she's she, i mean i i liked her for the most part because she she was one of she was one of the um, members of, of Congress even before Elizabeth Warren. I mean, I, I don't know if people outside of Massachusetts know this, but she's a part of Medicare. She's a part of the House version of universal health care and Medicare for all before Warren ever did. And I, I liked her for that alone. As, as I've said in this podcast, health care is my number one concern is my number one issue. Um, and I'm not ever going to apologize for that. Um, I'm, I'm just not. Um, I've gone through, I've, I've been paying my own way with, with healthcare since I've been 18 years old. I'm 30. And, um, I've had to deal with these pharmaceutical thugs for 12 years of my adult, my entire adult life. And, um, you know, it, it, I get passionate about healthcare. I've gone through healthcare horror stories. I've gone through BS through the system. And I'm not ever going to apologize for that. Um, I mean, I've gotten into some pretty, um, passionate sort of, um, um, statements on twitter about it and i don't apologize for those statements but anywho um but yeah she but she was good in healthcare, and um she she got back to me pretty frequently when i, when I sent her stuff so i i liked her as a rep she seemed i want to say left of she seemed sort of like left of the of pelosi and the other dems but like still sort still has some sort of centrist views one of which was her just supporting medical but not really going whole hog with adult use but now she's um she's putting her weight um behind the issue um as as i've also mentioned she she's on the house appropriations committee so she has a say in putting the budget right rider that protects the federal government from from going into um, medical marijuana in some adult use states, it, it, the the budget writer that that blocks um, federal government from doing that. So she signs. She has a say in signing on because she sits in the House Appropriations Committee. So um, now she's going harder in the paint for adult use because of what I said about veterans not having access. But um, again, this is gonna be a two-parter, so we're gonna talk about the first part right now. Just bear with one moment. All right, so vets urge. Um, trying to see the title. Veg, vets, veterans urge Massachusetts to declare marijuana shops essential during coronavirus. Baker calls it a non-starter, and we talked about these solutions in early in the past few episodes we've done about this topic. All right, so this is from CBS Boston. This article, and um, trying to see who, who wrote it. With all right, no, I don't see a writer for the article. So let me just let's read it. A group of veterans is urging Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker to reconsider his decision classifying recreational marijuana shops as essential, thus forcing them to close during the coronavirus pandemic. Veterans Cannabis Project took out a full-page ad in the Boston Globe. On Wednesday, our veteran community is mobilizing on several fronts to correct this injustice during the most critical time, said Veterans Cannabis Project Executive Director Doug Diasto. Quote, our nation's heroes deserve better than this. And I agree. I totally agree. Um, you know, I've had a lot of, um, veterans, um, all my feed, um, veterans that are friends of the show. Um, you know, veterans whose, um, podcasts, uh, whose, whose, um, news podcast I love a lot. A lot of veterans are, I've, I've, like both, both on, on the field, you know, in, in terms of the work they do overseas to protect, to protect Americans and to, to, 
protect our global um, security and interests abroad. You know, um, they're doing that. They're doing that overseas, and they do that here. There have been so many veterans groups that have that have you know even that have I I haven't even asked for help, and they they've they've been very helpful in whatever way that they could. You know, veterans are amazing allies to have in this cannabis fight. They're, they they've done so much um, for me. So since getting into this cannabis activism and podcasting and um, we really owe it to them to get them the access they need and that includes keeping these adult use shops open there there are heroes both on the field and off the field both on it and off it our nation heroes deserve better than this governor baker says that he supports our military veterans and we urge him to prove it by helping us now during his press conference on tuesday baker addressed the issue he called it a non-starter and pointed out that the medical marijuana facilities have been deemed a Central businesses, but again, like I said, because they might have to give up, they might have to give up firearms, or if they try to buy a new firearm because they have the card, if they were to get it, they, you know, they would be in hot water, or they can't receive certain benefits, or they can't medicate while they're going to government government um, offices, or 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 going to receive government benefits what for that that they've paid into and that they've earned through their sacrifice, so. They're putting a lot at risk by getting the cart. Um, but that's, that's why it needs to stay open. And like we've gone over in when we went to Nika and I want to say last year, um, we, we listened to this very useful, um, panel by the owner of Garden Remedies, which is an adult use and medical shop in Massachusetts. She has people on the adult use side that because they work for the federal government and they have a kid that has a, a health issue, they work for the federal government. So if the federal government gets a whiff that, that the, that even that their family uses or they use, they lose that federal government job. So they have to go on the adult use market instead of getting a medical card for their daughter to be able to get the medicine she needs for, to control her epilepsies. You have a lot of people in those situations, but, um, you know, again, in most states, most people buy adult use cannabis to treat medical issues, you know, and in states like the West Coast, it's so, you know, adult use cannabis is on, is, is a hundred, is under, is under a hundred bucks, under 150. And in some, some states like Oregon, there are even places you can get $50 ounces. But in Washington State, I'm hearing that their that their ounces are under a hundred bucks, and they have over seventy dispensaries in just Seattle alone. You know, when I was in Seattle, I think there were like think twenty ish in twenty seventeen or so. You know, but now I think they have like seventy or something like that. From one thing I read, but um, I mean, it's it's t- in the West Coast, it's a lot a lot cheaper to get to get adult use cannabis and you don't getting a card is kind of redundant because it's just so gosh darn cheap if you can get an ounce for a hundred bucks why pay the 200 it, it costs to renew your card or whatever the 150 or the 100 why do that you know like when massachusetts gets to that point you think i'm ever gonna get a card again probably not because i mean while getting a massachusetts card does have some protection like you could use your card any no you can use your medicine anywhere to back it was allowed um and you don't like you get more protection using in public as a medical user in massachusetts and in many states not all states you look up your laws but in massachusetts you can't be busted for using in public if you have a card but um again you know it does get in the way of people having gun rights it does um it, it does impact veterans so they have to get on the adult use market there's a there's tons of evidence that because Massachusetts is one of the few states in the Northeast that has legalized recreational marijuana, if we make recreational marijuana available as an essential business, remember medical marijuana is available as an essential business. If we make recreational marijuana available, we're going to have to deal with the fact that people are going to come here from all over the place across the Northeast and create issues with us with respect to the fundamental issue that we're trying to solve here, which is to stop the spread, Baker said then just then just restrict purchases to people that live in massachusetts or that have no excuse me that have a massachusetts based license 
or, or, or uh, state ID or whatever. Just sell to those people and didn't sell to um, out-of-state people. That's what they could do now. And then they can do curbside pickup like these other adult youth states are doing. Again, Charlie Baker and you idiots that voted for him, he's never been our friend with cannabis. And again, if you supported him in 2018, then you're, you have yourself to blame for this stuff. You know, you're, you, you know, that's, it's your, I mean, you, you set yourself up for this. I'm sorry you did. Um, in 2016, he was part of the group that, that, that voted against it. No, that, um, he was part of the group, the counter group that told us, that told Massachusetts not legal. And the counter group, I think, was funded by, I want to say, I have to look this up, um, I, but if my memory serves me correctly, I think like like uh, Sheldon Adelson was part of the group that was trying to tank adult use. And, and Baker affiliated himself with the opposition group to tank it. And him, the attorney general and Mayor Walsh, Mayor Walsh, the mayor of Boston, told us to not do it. They told us to not do it in 2016. We told him to kick rocks four years ago. But, you know, like every other Republican in like every, yeah, like every other Republican, he he's against legalization and he wants to, you know, through through her, I mean, through him and through our Democratic AG saying slow down on recreational um, lounges and sl- slow down on delivery. They, they, they slowed that down when that was supposed to launch um want to say two years back you know um they're they're opponents of this and they're still pissed that we voted on this and in him using the out-of-state thing is an excuse there are there are easy solutions it's just him not liking that we voted yes and wanting to overturn the will of the people and if you voted for him in 2018 seeing what he did from 2016 2017 and up until november 2018 when he was up for re-election you're an idiot you're flipping idiot all right. You played your flipping self. All right. Um, I mean, exercise better judgment in getting rid of him in 2024 or don't complain about how our, our system isn't perfect right now. And stuff like this is happening. I'm sorry. You know, if you're just voting for him because, oh, my God, he's going to veto tax increases and you're a cannabis user, you're a flipping idiot because he's an opponent of us. You know, I mean, we have to be polite and we have to be respectful to our, our leaders and we have to voice our discontent politely and respectfully. But we have to remember that these elected officials, they work for us. We are their employer, the American, the American people, the people of, Indi- of, of all the states and the people of uh, all over the world in whatever country you live in. You're your men- member of parliament, your alderman, your city council person, your mayor. They you are their boss. You know, they represent you. They have to do what the majority of the people in that town, in that state, in that country want. And if they don't do that, they need to be kicked out. They need to not get elected. They need to not get reelected. We are their boss, not the other way around. And um, when you vote for people that are against your interests, you don't really have a right to complain. If you're just like, oh, well, he's going to veto tax increases. Um, I, 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 I like how he presents himself. I, I can see myself having a beer. You're an idiot if you're a cannabis user and you voted for him. I'm going to say that again. You're a fucking moron. But um, let's 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 continue. <laughs> Got a little bit heated up and digressed, but you know I I have to call things like I see it here. You know I'm not. Uh, this is not the podcast where I'd lie to you, where I'd lie to you and and, and tell you things that um are are not true in regards to what we're facing and what what our our politicians are doing when they're not doing what we want them to do. I'm I'm gonna call it like I see it. I just am. The Veterans Cannabis Project argues that veterans are often prohibited from pr- obtaining medical marijuana cards because they do not want to jeopardize their veteran status and federal benefits. Disabled vets who use cannabis as a treatment option also regularly struggle to obtain the medicine that they need. Diasto wrote, our major concern is that veterans will be pushed to seek treatment from unsafe products on the illicit market. The organization lost a website and asked veteran supporters to contact their lawmakers. A petition has received over 13,000 signatures so far. On Tuesday, Baker extended his stay-at-home advisory, ordering non-essential businesses to remain closed through May 4th. All right, end of end of article. But um, all right, let me find that. Um, I don't know if it's on my 
tweet or um but friend of the show as you know um young young jerks um mike crawford he posted that okay so yeah so he posted a status on 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 a group on his group that um veteran and alderman of i want to say ox oxbridge or something like that or oxford i'm trying to think of this the, the city but um veteran um and alderman steven mandilly um posted that his congressperson my con my former congressperson when I lived outside of Boston, Catherine Clark, she has a tweet and it says, and let me read the said tweet. So Rep. Catherine Clark, she said, under federal policy, Department of Veterans Affairs, healthcare providers may not recommend marijuana or assist veterans in obtaining it. By closing down recreational dispensaries, our veterans who rely on these stores will be left without care. The Department of Veterans Affairs must change its policy. And in the meantime, the state must find a way to serve our vets no one should get left behind in this national emergency bingo exactly totally totally agree um no one should get left behind and um especially the vets um but what i am going to say is that you know if you if you're not so any like again i'm not like like i've said earlier when people say oh my goodness i don't want to be when you're not one of these groups that are veterans when you're not someone who lives in subsidized housing or you're not someone who has a gun collection or you're not someone who works in a job that gets piss tested or works for the federal government or whatever and if you're one of those people being like i don't want to be on a government list i want to just uh, uh dude i mean if you if you think those easy pass transponders that everyone has for for cashless tolls these days around the u.s if you don't think those things are tracking you then uh, and and like like the nsa with with, with edward snowden the, the nsa is, ha- is tapping your phone they're they're checking your calls when you're when you're sending dirty texts to your significant other these they're reading that stuff and giggling dude they are they are the government you're ready on a government list for anything you do you have a driver's license that's a government govern, government list you have to have you have to be on that government list in most states to have to drive and operate a car you know um the transponders i mean you think they're they're tracking that you're on a government list for having a a transponder for your car and if you don't think those things are tracking your speed i mean they they likely are you know state troopers are likely tracking what you're doing they're likely tracking how fast people are going within the troll roads they're they're likely mapping these things out and using these these things to make quotas I'm sorry. People who say this, oh, I'm not. No, I mean, if you're in a position and you're not, you're not going to have anything jeopardized by getting a card, get the flipping card. I'm sorry. Get it. But, um, like, but if you're in one of these groups where it, it's going to do fundamental harm, do you? I understand you not getting it. But if, if you're just saying, oh, I'm paranoid about the government listing or being rounded up or whatever, no, that's, I mean, you don't then this this is not as big of a health priority as you think you know and i'm very sympathetic to people part marginalized groups whether they're vets whether they live in subsidized housing whether they have low income i'm part of the low income sort of group that don't renew i'm sympathetic to that you know but if you have the resources to renew and it's not going to cost you anything materially do it you know and there's going to be I'm going to refer back to an older episode we did about getting a car in Massachusetts. And I'm going to read this article right now about how easy it is to get it. Because now with this coronavirus and this pandemic, um, you can get it. You can get your card. You could certify for the first time through telemedicine. So you can just do it over the phone now. And there are some places doing it for like a hundred bucks. But. If it's not going, if it's not going to put you in any danger or it's not going to leave you without a job doing it, do it. Don't do this whole government list. You have a driver's license. You're already on a government list, buddy. But, um, but yeah, let's, let's read this article from the globe. 
and from the Globes, Dan Adams. This week in weed, getting a medical marijuana card is easier than you think. The harder part was printing it out. Now, even with recreational shops closed, I can get tax-free cannabis legally delivered to my doorstep. A patient purchases medical marijuana inside New England Treatment Access in Brookline 2019. If you flipped on the news at any point during your weeks long um, and counting quarantine, or God forbid caught sight of your unkempt reflection and thought past the weed know that you're not alone marijuana sales spiked across the country last month as americans prepared to settle into a long period of isolation and my inbox lately is full of newly homebound folks thinking about dancing with the devil's cabbage for the first time or the first time in a long time again this is this is why we do this podcast you know i mean we try to meet people where where they are and i try to and i you know i try to be as patient as possible with with, with everyone who you know wants to put in the work to make it the law better where they live and people that want um, access to medical marijuana and don't know how to do it in a way that's, you know, tenable to their budgets, that's tenable to their preferences, whether they just want to vape or make tinctures or, um, you know, make their own sort of edibles or make their own sort of MCT oil or, or butter. Uh, I try to put the resources out there so you can do that. And if you're just the, t- the person, if you're just a person that doesn't really like THC, I try to put out CBD episodes and, and play and resources where you can get cheap hemp industrial um cbd hemp flower for a price that works best for the average person and i try to put out resources that that could help defray the cost of, of this uninsured um un, uncovered medicine that our insurance companies don't cover because of the schedule one status so i try to i try to provide practical ways that people can get it cheap and get it in a, an accessible and tenable way Marijuana sales spiked across the country last month as Americans prepared to settle into their long period of isolation. And my inbox lately is full of newly housebound folks thinking about dancing with the devil's cabbage for the first time or first time in a long time. Yeah, we meet people where they are. I mean, again, I mean, you might you might not have done it since, you know, the 1990s, since you were in college or, you know, getting a Woodstock 99, but we got you, you know, we, we you know. You know, when I pursued getting this as a card, the amount of times, you know, in, in the last few years after college, the amount of times I did it, you know, during the early stages of my career, I was, you can count, I can count on one hand. I, I kept it so scarce because, you know, I was very focused about on my career and um, didn't want the card to sort of hold me back. So I've been in that spot, you know, but I, the health issue was too much to bear. And I don't know if you've ever watched the show Homeland, but, um, I'm not going to give away too much because, you know, it's still on the air. I don't want to give spoilers. But if you watch the first few seasons, Carrie has the secret. Um, Carrie or Claire Dane's character, she has a secret that she has to keep from her employer. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Like, I can't, I couldn't ever work a job where I've, I I was worried that, oh, if I, if I got promoted, they're going to piss test me again and I'm screwed. I've worked a job where I, I've, I've had to submit to a drug test and I, I did, like, I was at a friend's barbecue and I, I, I did cannabis just that, like, one time among friends. And then I was like, oh my God, I've, I'm taking my career here. Like, I shouldn't have done this. I was so, I felt so guilty for the for, for the last three weeks after doing that when I returned back when after after that long weekend when I did it I, I couldn't live a job where I was holding a secret like that just forever or, oh I, my I my daughter has epilepsy problems and I have to go on this black market or I have to go on the adult use market, pay a markup. And then I have to be very mindful of who knows that my daughter uses this as a medicine, because if, if my employer gets whiff of this, even though I can give her a prescription methamphetamine, if they get whiff of this. I'm going to lose that job. I'm going to lose my kid. Like, I, I don't know. I can't live a lie like that for a sustained period of time, you know, but I'm in a very privileged spot. I realize that I'm on the same spot everyone in this world is in, but I just, uh, I'm not the one to live that. I've, I've, I've worked jobs like that before. 
Some of us, or some are just bored. Others are confronting their own mortality. If you think it will cure or prevent COVID-19 nonsense, and un- unfollow and don't listen to this podcast if you think cannabis or CBD or THC is going to cure the coronavirus. Get a psychologist. Talk to an actual doctor that knows what they're doing. Do not, do not, I mean, this helps as a medicine for a lot of conditions, but don't, don't, don't spew bro science that isn't true and that can kill people in this fucking pandemic don't do it a lot of them can't sleep most are just scared of course many were already consuming cannabis to go or at least they were until massachusetts governor charlie baker last week shut down the state's recreational marijuana stores saying they draw too many out-of-state visitors to risk keeping them open amid a pandemic the decision left a lot of people in the same position as one colleague who called me over the weekend about the dilemma. She has long used marijuana to treat severe anxiety and post-traumatic stress disorder. But as a transplant from another state who arrived after recreational shops opened in late 2018, she figured perfectly reasonably there was no need, it was not necessary to register as a medical marijuana patient, which you just walk to a store and buy stuff without any paperwork. But I, I don't know it's like i understand in states like the west like the western states where cannabis is 50 to 100 an ounce i understand not getting the card but being like oh i don't need the card and then paying 70 dollar an eighth after 20 percent tax i just it just seems nuts to me it just seems like it just seems like you're wasting more money doing that while you know like i've i campaign about medical prices here and they're darn expensive it's 15 a gram but there are there are dispensaries that they'll do first time discounts or they'll do um, rewards points and you can get occasional free eighths from, from time to time. Or they'll do specials or, you know, I, I qualify for a hardship discount. Some dispensaries will give me 10 or even 20% off. And that helps bring the, the cost down a bit. If this, this person is using for her severe anxiety and PTSD, which is part of why I use medical cannabis, I couldn't, like, going and getting $70 eights every two, every week, every week would be too much for me. That's a car payment. You know, I just go to my main caregiver where I can get it for 125 an ounce. You know, that's, that's more tenable to me than, than paying 70 every week for an, an eight, you know, it just, it seems at that point, if you're using it for a real dedicated medical reason, just get the flipping card. But, um, let's, let's continue reading. Now, with recreational shops suddenly shuttered, she's dry and not high, much to the detriment of her productivity and quality of life. But luckily for her and many of many other recreational customers who use marijuana for essentially medical purposes, Baker has allowed medical marijuana dispensaries and hybrid recreational medical marijuana shops can, to continue serving registered medical marijuana patients. Okay. Like, like, like I said earlier, like I've said in a previous episode, um, when these stores, when the stores near me that near my neck of the woods went to co-located shops became ones that served adult use and medical, my, the stock dwindled for a bit. And, um, um, Patriot Care in Lowell, which is near, which is near my neck of the woods, um, they would do these flash sales. I think almost every, like every two, like, I think it's every Wednesday. Wednesday, every, I think one, I want to say every Monday and Wednesday, they would do a prize wheel thing and you can get sort of discounts. And then they also did, um, these flash sales. If you came like Tuesdays and Thursdays, you were able to get an eighth for it, 35 bucks. And then if you brought, if you brought, um, recycled tubes, you, they would give you additional discounts as well, too. But when they went adult use, the strain selection went down the drain because they were selling a lot of the medical stock to the medical, to the adult use users. Um, and then stuff, things that you did want, like a let many of the adult use dispensaries, they put over to the adult use side. And if you wanted to get that item, you have, you had to go to the adult use line, pay 20% tax even though you had the medical card and then you have all these people that are like I, I don't want to be in the adult I don't want to be in the medical system I don't want to fill out paperwork I don't want to be in government
government list, bro. You have a license. You have a you have a driver's license. You are already on a government list. The NSA tracks phone calls and text messages and listens to you sending X-rated texts to your to your um, significant other. They the they're reading those things. They're listening to those things, buddy. Again, if it's not going to cost you your job, it's not going to cost you your VA benefits, suck it up, buttercup, and get the car. Don't be one of these people that, that because you're scared of a, of mild discomfort or you have some aesthetic disagreements with getting a card or whatever, you know, don't take away from people that did put in the work and that, um, had to, give up rights to be able to get the card and and get access to reliable and 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 uh specific strains that they can only get in the medical market you know um you know when we get to a point where we're like the west coast where we have an abundance and we're we're paying no more than a hundred an ounce both on the adult use or medical i'm not gonna care because there's enough to go around but we're in a situation in massachusetts where you know medical is pretty staggered although we have over 60 medical dispensaries now there's still not enough they're still charging 350 an ounce and the what little that they do have they're sending over to the adult use market so yes some medical patients are going to feel a certain way about that they're going to feel and i've heard stories of uh, people in the adult use line um like 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 rolling their eyes or side-eyeing medical people that that go to the front because when you have a medical car in a co-located space you there's a separate sort of line there's separate tellers for you or separate button for you or whatever you skip the the line that the adult use stores often have and you get better access to parking but some adult use users like pick on the medical users or whatever i've heard stories of that like i said that's part of why i didn't really renew because my, my near one of my nearest friends went adult use and the stock went down the amount of medicine i mean it, it's picked up again but the sales aren't as often and they don't it, it, it's it's still 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 pricey and i don't want to have to deal with that drama of stories like that but and thanks to some of the recent regulatory changes, getting your medical marijuana card in Massachusetts is now easier than ever. How do I know it? How do I know? Because I did it last week, and the process was a breeze. Here's how it works. The first thing you need is a recommendation from a doctor who is registered with the state as a certifying physician. For the majority of doctor and nurse practitioners, with this designation, issuing marijuana recommendation is the entire basis of their practices. In other words, it is pretty unlikely that your pediatrician or primary care physician is low-key handing out pot permission slips on the side. You'll have to go to a specialist. Exactly. Because most doctors, because it's Schedule 1 narcotic, they're very hesitant about um, even prescribing, I think, I think Marinol is Schedule 2 or something like that. They're even hesitant about prescribing that. And they're hesitant because they're not taught about the endocannabinoid system in med school. And because they get federal funding to their, their practice gets federal funding, they're, they're very sort of skeptical of, of, of even talking about cannabis with you or signing off on the forum. So you have to go to the specialized cannabis doc. But let's do this. Let's let's continue. Fortunately, these aren't hard to locate. Several national chains offering medical marijuana doctor's appointments operate in Massachusetts. They are also so solo or small office practitioners who will give you a little less I can hear your glaucoma from here and a little more personalized care, which may better suit those with less previous pot experience or more complicated health situations. Either way, check out Canvas specific message boards for recommendations on from connoisseurs of marijuana medicine or read reviews on sites such as yelp weed maps leave we're also going to put uh we did a how to get a medical marijuana card series in a in most if not all of the medical marijuana states we're going to try to get to the cbd states but um we did one with on on, on grassachusetts we did two we did a one about the the adult use and the medical scene which went on for about 40 minutes and then we did it abridged one which was 20 minutes so we're gonna put both in the show notes um and then those episodes will include specific links and specific resources um 
to seek out these doctors um, that are that can be found on weed maps. It can be found on marijuana doctors and so on and so forth. Which diagnosis qualify for medical qualify you for medical marijuana? Massachusetts law includes a short list of serious conditions, including HIV and Parkinson's disease, but allows physicians to recommend cannabis for anything else that they believe it will help treat, including PTSD, anxiety, insomnia, chronic pain, and so on. And thanks to temporary cannabis control commission process meant to support social distancing amid the coronavirus outbreak, initial appointments and required annual certification renewals can now be done over the phone. The agency also recently eliminated state fees for medical patients. Appointments typically run $150 to $250. That, that is admittedly out of reach for some, but don't give in to the sticker shot if, if you can help it. There's a big upside. First, medical marijuana is completely exempt from the effective 20% tax on recreational pot. Second, medical dispensaries are allowed to deliver to patients for a small fee. Ha, small fee, no. I, I love your work, Dan, but I don't agree. It's not a small flipping fee. Um, again, I was a, I was, I was a patient since 2017. Um, many of these dispensaries will base it well, it will base the delivery charge based on how far you are from their dispensary. And some will have like, I think $70 minimum. Some will have a hundred dollar minimum. Some will have $150 minimum, depending on how far away you live. So actually asking someone to spend a minimum amount on their medicine, which I mean, I can get CVS medicine delivered to me to my door and I don't have to spend a minimal amount. The prescription is 20 bucks. That's all I have to really spend. But because this is a Schedule 1 drug that is illegal federally, um, not covered by insurance, you're, you're having to spend much higher amounts of money on this. But, um, but most delivery places have hundred or more dollar minimums. And that's, that's not a small fee, Dan. I'm sorry. It isn't. <laughs> Third, medical dispensaries are allowed to offer sales, discounts, and loyalty programs, while recreational shops cannot. Many dispensaries offer especially steep discounts to new patients, hoping to earn repeat business. The the another thing to note about these discounts for new patients, you have to use them. You have to get them as soon as you get the card, because if you get it within, if you, if you go past the first thirty days or something like that, you don't get those benefits anymore. You no longer qualify. So you have to you have to go into those stores physically, get that get that new patient or renewal discount, and you got to use it before that said discount expires. They are also required to offer special standing discounts to low-income residents. Fourth, medical marijuana edibles are permitted to be more potent than those on the recreational market, meaning people with higher tolerances won't have to gouge on half a pound of mediocre milk chocolate to feel, feel a buzz. Finally, there are more medical dispensaries than recreational stores and many fewer patients than recreational customers. That means that you will have more convenient shopping options and no lines to wait in. I was able to make an appointment two days after I initially inquired and other providers say that they have same day availability. I paid $175 in advance and a friendly assistant assistant took down my personal information. She told me that with the recreational market closed and telemedicine suddenly allowed, her odd her office was busier than ever, though all the physicians were working from home and consulting with patients remote. The doc called at a precisely the appointed hour. I told him I had previously used cannabis to treat an unusual sleep disorder and cope with stress. He joked about biblical figures he suspects were stoners and that okay, he also asked about other medications I was taking and whether I'd had serious surgery or health conditions along with some basic stuff. People with more complex medical issues may wish or be asked to provide medical record, but I didn't have the evening I received an email from the doctor's office with a PID number. I punched that into the state website along with a picture of my driver's license and a recent utility bill proving I'm a Massachusetts resident, and bam, I had a digital copy of my temporary but fully valid medical marijuana card with a permanent one set to arrive by mail soon. The Canvas Commission even went and automatically pulled my terrible driver's license photo out of the RMV database so I didn't have to upload my own. Less 
embarrassing headshot. Again, like I said earlier, you are already on a, if you have a driver's license, you are already on a government list. So this whole like Dale Gribble, like paranoia is, is again, if you're getting, if you're getting a firearm or you're a veteran or you work a federal job, it's understood why you are buying on the adult use market. But if you're just saying that to be like, to be, to be conspiratorial for the sake of doing that, like suck it up if you have an actual health issue. It's easier than ever now with, with telemedicine being legal for new certifications and it should stay legal. But I don't, but I, I know our puritanical leaders and our puritanical, um, commissioners, they're gonna, they're gonna, once this, once this pandemic is over, they're gonna say telemedicine is illegal again. They're gonna go back to that arbitrary thing that they do. But the good news is most places let you recertify via telemedicine. So if you've already done this, now, when you recertify next year, you can just do it over the phone. At least my doctor let you it. The only hiccup, you will need to present a paper copy of your temporary card to buy anything at a dispensary, and I don't own a printer. Luckily, the dispensary I visited was happy to print it out for me. Other than that, it was easy. A worker at the counter ran my information against the state's patient database, and I got the green light. So there you have it. A couple phone calls, 175, and you're back in business. What recreational shutdown? Of course, there's no more to know before you plunge headlong into cannabis. For starters, colleague Felicia Gans maintains this handy map of medical or marijuana stories and dispensaries. Overwhelmed by the selection or unsure which method of consumption to start with, Naomi Martin has you covered with this exhaustive how to go on shopping Massachusetts dispensaries. And before you go smoking that stuff out of tin foil, that's a hard never and scorch your lungs right when you need them most or doubling down on edibles that aren't working after 20 minutes. Do a favor and read your guide to getting high responsibly and legally. One last pro tip. If you do join the ranks of medical marijuana patients, remember that many truly rely on cannabis to treat profound medical conditions, none of which are externally apparent. This this is an evergreen green quote. Like I've heard people say that I've heard like reefer manus people say, Oh, it's too easy in this state to get a card. You can just say you have a headache. Yeah, it should be easy for anybody or any doctor to recommend for whatever reason they see fit um in neighboring new hampshire there's only a few qualifying condition qualifying conditions you have to have a prolonged doctor patient relationship and you can only assign one out of the three or four dispensaries that you can go to i think they only have four in the state you you could only assign and designate one and you could only shop at one so no price shopping or oh they have an, an a different strain that i like 70 miles down the road could i could i drive there and, and, and go and get it no you can't um and there are some states where you know they only allow epilepsy aids cancer um you know or als or whatever and then you can kick rocks otherwise or the or there are some states where you can't have whole flour so i'd rather it be too easy to get a card than too hard you know it's up to the doctor and nurse practitioner to make the decision and most doctors and nurse practitioners recommending medical marijuana for any condition they're doing it responsibly because they feel that it can help the patient they're not just giving it out like candy and so what if they give it out like candy that's between that doctor and that patient is as long as no harm is being done. You know, all these ninnies and all these reefer madness people, they're like, oh, well, it's, it's, it's a get high club or, oh, um, that person, that person looks healthy. They don't look like they have cancer or debilitating illness. They're just a stoner getting that weed card to get tax-free cannabis. They just, they just want to be part of the stoner club. Duh, 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 duh. I mean, unfollow or don't listen to this podcast if that's your mindset. But let's 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 bring this home. It's not a suffering contest, but it's also not the let's get high club. Enter this community with respect and a little humility and you'll find you're quite welcome. End of article written by Dan Adams. So there you have it, folks. I am I think I've said all I need to say for this sort of episode. Um, it feels good doing these sort of deep dives again. Um, and you know, this is, this is one of the longer episodes I've done in a while. Um, with this 
COVID-19 eating up my energy in terms of, you know, how I'm going to grow, you know, how I'm going to make sure that people in my life are all right, you know, how I'm going to make sure I social distance and how I have to sort of be on the lookout for this allergy season because I, I, I got seasonal allergies and um, I, I can ha- I have I have occasional asthma flare-ups when the pollen counts get too high and um if I get coronavirus and there's an asthma attack, I could be I could be in for something that can end up taking me down. And everyone needs to take this thing seriously and listen to the doctors and the scientists. You know, wash your hands, keep keep a six feet distance. Don't get up in people's spaces, obviously, but especially now, keep a six feet distance away from us from from people when you go when you do have to go out if you have to buy essentials you know and treat the people that the essential workers that are putting their lives on the line for you the doctors the nurses the nurse practitioners the the pharmacists the grocers treat them with the utmost respect because they're risking their life for you right now in this pan this worldwide pandemic we're all going through do not be an idiot. Do not be inconsiderate of others and really be cognizant of the moment that we're in to make sure that the most vulnerable don't get this disease. So again, um, hope you guys got a lot out of this. Peace out, ciao, and stay Medicaid, my friends. If you find yourself coming around often to my podcast and want to support our humble little project, there are quite a few ways you could do so. Supporting us helps us keep the lights on, pay rent, pay for hosting, equipment, and travel. You can do this by going to https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast slash support you can also support me now on patreon at www.patreon.com slash ic sativa podcast you can support the podcast for as little as one dollar a month we also have a five dollar and above tier if you are feeling extra generous additionally if you wish to get in contact with us you can leave a voice message on anchor and you can do this by going to h https colon slash slash anchor dot fm slash i am canvas sativa podcast and click the send voice message button and i may just play it on a future episode you can also call and leave a voice message at 617-466-9389 and i may just play it on a future episode feel free to join the ever expanding i am canvas sativa podcast planet on discord we yes we've got a discord channel and that discord channel can be found at https colon slash slash discord dot gg greg greg slash 65TG2NR. Again, that is HTTPS colon slash slash discord dot GG slash 65TG2NR. Feel free to check out Sequoia Organics for a great source of CBD and hemp based products. You can check them out by the link HTTPS colon slash BIT dot LY slash 33FKRV9. And you can enter the following coupon codes for extra discounts, such as Dog Treat 20, Tincture 20, 40% sign off ISO, 15% sign off CBD. And that applies to the entire store. And if you're in Northeast New England and you're in Eastern Massachusetts, especially, or, or um, Southern New Hampshire or Southern Maine, then you can get some great and inexpensive CBD flour delivered directly to your door very quickly. And you can do this by going to https colon slash slash shop dot boston empire dot com slash question mark ref equals d scotland. And as always, everyone, stay medicated, my friends. Peace out and ciao.